When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you ever have bad days? We all do. Well, here's something to lift your spirits and inspire you to keep going. The story of Hugh Glass. The guy who survived an encounter with a bear and crawled 200 miles, and he did plenty more besides. Throughout his life, Hugh Glass took part in daring adventures. It seems that fate was preparing him all along for the legendary meeting with that bear. As a young man, Glass worked as a sailor and was captured by pirates. The pirates' captain suggested Glass join his group, and of course, he agreed. After two years of pirate adventures, Glass escaped by swimming two miles across the open sea. He reached the coast of Texas. Without a map or equipment, he began to make his way north. Then Glass became a prisoner again. This time, a Native American tribe caught him. But they made friends with Glass and taught him wilderness survival skills, probably without ever imagining that it would save his life one day. Sometime after, Glass arrived in St. Louis, Missouri. This was the place where he became a legend. One day in 1822, Glass opened the Missouri Gazette and noticed an announcement. A man called William Henry Ashley was organizing a research expedition along the Missouri River and looking for a team of 100 men. The expedition would last two to three years, and all the participants would be generously rewarded. Without hesitation, Glass signed all the necessary papers and, in 1823, set out on the most important adventure of his life. For several months, Ashley's team worked their way up to the headwaters of the Missouri River. Nature didn't pose much of a risk to the experienced hunters, but the weather could be a big problem. Winters are harsh there, and the team was going to need time to get to the bank of the Yellowstone River to wait out the cold. One day, Glass was with two hunters, the young Jamie Bridger and an older man called John Fitzgerald. They left the group to gather berries and edible plants. This was their usual mission for food, which they had done many times before. They split up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline and agreed to make a loud noise if something happened. Glass had already gathered a lot of berries when he saw wild raspberry bushes on the mountainside. As he picked them, he made his way down a glade, not really paying attention to his surroundings. He looked up and at that moment saw a grizzly bear. Okay, take a deep breath and freeze. It'll just look me over and then go away. It's all right, Glass thought to himself. He began moving backwards very slowly, trying not to frighten the bear. The grizzly stared with curiosity at the strange creature on two legs. But right at that moment, Glass noticed something. 
his heart stopped. Two bear cubs were with their mother's feet. This changed everything. That grizzly wasn't going anywhere, he realized. The bear would protect her cubs no matter what. It seemed that the bear noticed Glass studying her cubs. This acted as a signal for her that it was time to protect her children. The beast snarled and bared her big, sharp fangs. Before Glass could do anything, the huge animal pounced on him. Glass shouted, which agitated the bear even more. It probably wanted to run away, but it was instinctively defending its cubs. One punch from its huge paw was enough to cause serious injury to Glass. Fortunately, Bridger and Fitzgerald found Glass and drove the bear off. Soon, the rest of the team arrived. Ashley built a stretcher, and the men took turns to carry Glass over the next few days. He was feverish and shivering, unable to speak, and his leg was broken. Nobody thought that Glass would survive for long, but a few days passed and he was still clinging to life. The group worried they wouldn't reach Yellowstone before winter arrived and wanted to leave Glass. Ashley decided to abandon him and paid Bridger and Fitzgerald to stay with Glass. The group left. Now on their own, they set up a small camp by the river, and the two hunters tended to Glass, feeding him and bandaging his wounds. But their patience was running out. They were afraid of being on their own in the wild and wanted to catch up with the others. Fitzgerald tried to persuade Bridger that they should leave the poor man. Why do we need to stay with him and risk our lives when he's already done for? Fitzgerald argued. Bridger didn't want to leave Glass until one day they saw the Native Americans. Afraid, Fitzgerald and Bridger hid in the bushes. The Native Americans saw Glass lying on the grass and concluded he wouldn't survive. They left without touching him. But Fitzgerald and Bridger were now terrified. They took all of Glass's things and left. But there was one thing they couldn't take from him, his incredible desire to live. But right then, Glass was still unconscious. He lay there on his own for a long time and was only woken up by the sun. His whole body was sore. He couldn't shout and no one responded to his groans. It took him several hours to get out of the hole his companions had placed him in. He lost consciousness again because of the effort but was later woken by the pain of his wounds. A shadow fell across his eyes. A wolf was studying Glass carefully. His self-preservation instinct kicked in. He bunched up and rolled away toward the river. He fell into the icy, swirling water. This brought Glass to his senses. It was like he had finally woken up. Glass pulled himself out of the river and washed his wounds with icy water. His body felt numb and the pain subsided. At first, he tried chewing on grass to gain strength, but it was disgusting. Then, over several hours, Glass made his way to the nearest wild bush. One of his legs wouldn't work because it was dislocated, and the other one was broken. So Glass had to pull himself along with his hands. Finally, he reached the bushes and ate all the berries on the lower branches. Then he went to the next one and the one after that. He survived on berries for a few days and then managed to catch a snake. The meat gave him more strength and he tried to stand up. His legs still didn't work. So Glass began to crawl. He was driven forward not only by the strength of his spirit and the desire to live, 
but also by the wish to look the people who had abandoned him in the eyes. Along the way, Glass ate berries, plants, tree bark, tree roots, and sometimes eggs he found in birds' nests. He created a small fishing rod from dirty bandages and a long stick and managed to catch some fish. He crawled forward, ate, drank, and slept. At night, he covered himself with dried branches and leaves. He tried to make a fire, but he didn't have the strength. Mile after mile, he crawled in the direction of Fort Kiowa. His strength was returning more and more, but his wounds wouldn't heal. He urgently needed help, and luckily enough, he found it. Some Native Americans found glass. They treated his wounds and helped him to get back on his feet. Nothing could stop him now. All he thought was about finding Fitzgerald and Bridger. Glass went to Yellowstone, where Henry Ashley's group was meant to be. But when Glass arrived, he found no one. He told his story to everyone he met, and soon word about his experience began to spread across the country. For most of the following year, he searched for the two men who had abandoned him. And finally, he found Bridger. The young hunter was very remorseful about what he had done, and Glass decided to forgive him. But he wasn't going to forgive Fitzgerald. But then Glass learned that Fitzgerald had joined the army, so there was no way he could see him. So Glass decided to wait until Fitzgerald's service had ended. When the time came, though, Glass realized that all his fury and anger were gone. He took his possessions back from Fitzgerald and forgave him. Glass went on to work as a hunter on the Yellowstone River. He became one of the best hunters and trappers in the state. He went on many other adventures over the course of his life until his last one in 1833.